Women in White Coats is here to uplift women doctors just like you. Empowering you in your personal and professional life. I'm Dr. Amber Robbins. And I'm Dr. Archana Shrestha. We are doctors, best-selling authors, and the co-founders of Women in White Coats. Now, are you ready for a culture shift where women empower women? Join us to get a glimpse of what life is like as a woman doc. And guess what? You'll discover that you're not alone. We're here to give you positivity and keys to balancing your life. This is the Women in White Coats podcast. Hi, everybody. I'm Dr. Amber, and I'm so excited because we are launching the Chronicles of Women in White Coats 2. And we're here with our authors, our wonderful authors who are women doctors across the country. And a lot of things we're here uh, from our community, from the news, from our patients, um, is that we are heroes. But I want to focus more on who we as women in white coats, who we consider our heroes are. So we'll talk about that and um, hopefully you'll be able to discover a lot about us and what drives us to do what we do. You know, one person I can think of is my mom. You know, she's no longer with us. She passed away two years ago. But this woman was phenomenal. You know, she was born in Jamaica, and she came here when she was a teenager almost. And she was actually a teenage mom. She had her first child in Jamaica, my older sister. And literally, when she got to this country, she was a go-getter. You know, she put herself through school. Uh, she became a nurse. And she ended up having three children. And she was a single mom. And she was everything. She was like a prayer warrior, absolutely so many things to so many people. And that actually showed when she passed and they had her home going, her home going. And there were so many people, like she had all these honorary children. <laughs> we were like, how many kids do you have? She's like, I'm like, I know you're her daughter, but I'm her other daughter, <laughs> you know? So someone like that in my life was truly a hero just because she affected so many people's lives. Yeah. For me, I, I don't know, I guess maybe because it was Mother's Day, but anyway, my mother is also my hero. Uh, and I say that because she really told me that I would be able to do whatever I wanted to do. Uh, she told me that I could be a doctor if that's what I wanted to do. Uh, and she's very, very intellectually and spiritually uh, motivated by a lot of things that she does. So my mom was an engineer, so she uh, she... Um, went to school for civil engineering and she was one of the first um, to actually do that, first women to actually do that and graduate uh, in civil engineering. And she was more so motivated about teaching mathematics to young people. So with mm -hmm. all that she learned, she actually went back uh, to school to then be able to be a teacher. And so she wasn't just a teacher to college students, and they consider her their mother as well. She also was a teacher to my sister and I. And so we loved math. We would do different math games all the time. Um, loved it so much that when we got to calculus, we were like, oh, yeah, we did that like in middle school. <laughs> so, um, so she has always been the motivating factor for me and a lot of things, even with books. Um, she has been, she was the one who said, Amber, you know, you have a lot of books in you, so you should go ahead and tell the world your story. So she really, um, has been motivating me in so many areas. So that's who I consider as my hero. 
So I um, am going to stick with the current theme of that. <laughs> I am also uh, with of my parents as the role models that I looked up to. I've never really considered them heroes, but if I I think if I looked up the definition of hero uh, in the dictionary, they likely fit it for all that they have done um, as far as influencing me. So my mom was also a teacher. She also loved mathematics. Um, and instilled a love in that uh, to all of her children very early on. Um, so definitely we would grow up and do critical thinking and every summer we had workbooks, um, unlike our friends, uh, but it was beneficial for us. And I'll even uh, talk about when um, my mom would make my niece, so her granddaughter count out money uh, if there was like spare change that she found in the house. And if she got it wrong, my mom would take it. <laughs> but it was like really motivational. So my niece, she learned how to count money very quickly. Um, so it was things that my mom would uh, instill like life lessons very early on. And you didn't realize you were learning it until later. And I'm like, wow, my mom was teaching me so, uh, teaching me so mu much in like day-to-day -day things. So she unfortunately passed away while, while I was in residency, but I definitely um, can still, even as I'm going along in different aspects of my life, see that's what she was talking about. That's, that's, that's it. And then um, my dad, he um, was in the army, so military trained and instilled a lot of strictness and order in our lives. And then he also... Um, was a physician. He's an internal medicine physician. And so he was the first person that exposed me to medicine and would take me around the hospital rounds with him and be like, this is my daughter. And I would probably be in places I didn't need to be. Um, but he definitely fostered my love for medicine and taking care of people. So I definitely appreciate both, appreciate both of them for that. Hi guys, I'm Dr. Archana. Um, so yeah, you know, it's funny because Amber asked us this question before we started recording and I said, I don't, ha I could never think of the answer to that. But <laughs> as you guys have always have been saying, like parents definitely um, have been role models, or sorry, heroes. Um, and I have another one too. So I guess I've got three actually, Amber. Um, <laughs> the first one would be uh, my mom who um, is a, a retired family medicine physician. Um, she went through a lot to become a doctor. She was the first um, woman to graduate from college in her family. She, um, the first doctor in her family, and um, she inspired both me and my brother to go into medicine. And, um, and also my dad, because he, um, they had to make a decision um, growing up, which one of them was gonna, um, they had three of us in diapers all at once. We're very close in age, me and my two older brothers. And so they had to decide, um, you know, who was going to take care of us. And my dad actually decided to stay home. They decided that that was good. He was going to be the one home with us. Um, and uh, I loved coming home to him. And he always had this really jovial laugh and was just always fun to be around and a very charismatic, fun, uh, warm person to be around growing up. And I really um, am thankful for that because not a lot of people get to spend so much time with their dad growing up, but I got to spend a lot of time with them. And my other big hero really during my training was um, my husband, who at the time was my boyfriend and fiance when I was in residency. And, um, you know, he was my rock during my training and those difficult years of residency, as well as becoming an attending 
And when I became a new mom, he really was the one who was always there for me and would always um, comfort me. Like, you know, when I'd come home from um, a difficult shift or a really bad day or somebody not being so nice to me at work, and he would always be my biggest support. Um, and as I became a mom, and as I've also gotten into writing and other things beyond clinical medicine, he's always been the one, like my biggest cheerleader in my corner, like trying to support me and encourage me and always wants to see me succeed. So um, I, those are the three people I'd have to say are, who are my heroes. Um, my parents, um, first and foremost, were my first hero, heroes. My mom, um, she was a teen mom like uh, Dr. Tamika's mom, um, but she and my dad married when they were very young, but she never let that stop her from being the most giving and genuine person that you would have ever met, um, which really taught me the skills of being selfless and making sure that you are looking at the small things, remembering things like birthdays, um, anniversaries, the things that people a lot of times will look over. She really showed me that those are the things that matter most to people when you can just meet them at that, those small things. Um, and those are things that I've taken um, as I practice medicine and supervise physicians that I recognize their birthdays when they're having babies, you know, making sure that they know that I, I noticed those, those things. And those, those, less, those skills, life lessons have taken me so far with being able to connect with people. Um, and then my dad, he is such a community person um, that he will always go above and beyond to help anybody. And so seeing the both of them always being willing to help and go above and beyond helped me to be the kind of doctor and person that I am, um, that I want to go that extra step because I see the difference that it can make. Um, and then when I lost my mom, um, my husband really stepped into that role um, for me in being that person for me when I didn't have my mom being there. He was always my biggest advocate, making sure that I had the things that I needed and that I was reminding myself that, hey, you really hadn't thought about such and such or done such and such that you normally do. I'm kind of getting me back on track. And he's one of the most brilliant people that I know and always inspire me to go above and beyond um, anywhere that I could think or go. So, you know, for me as well, um, my parents and my husband really have to be my heroes. We hope you're enjoying this podcast episode. Let's take a quick commercial break. Hey, Sister Docs, have you lost your passion for being a physician? You are not alone. Nearly 50% of women doctors report burnout. Well, I'm here to tell you that you don't have to burn out. Instead, choose to burn bright in a unique online CME course created specifically for women doctors. Join the co-founders of the Women in White Coats blog, Dr. Amber Robbins and Dr. Archana Shrestha for a 12 month long journey back to you. You'll reconnect with your purpose and your passions and in the process will come out the other side feeling happy while burning bright. Oh, and when you sign up for this online course, you'll also earn up to 17 hours of category one CME. 
To learn more, head on over to womeninwhitecoats.com forward slash CME. All right, now back to the episode. Yes, Dr. Jennifer, and my hero um, would be my late grandmother who um, left us a couple years ago. and she was 106 years old when she passed away. And she is my hero um, just because she's just a strong, she was a strong woman. Um, she raised three girls on her own um, after she divorced her husband in the 1950s. So um, back in the day when people usually didn't do that. And um, she raised my mom and her and her sisters to be extraordinary women. And she um, herself um, worked for the government, which she was always very proud of doing. And she also was a very strong religious woman and lived a life of service. And she was just the wonderful matriarch of our family. And she is definitely my hero. Yes, um, Dr. Jennifer, you were sharing a lot about your your grandmother with us, just in like our personal group. And it's very evident that there's a lot of strength that she passed down to you and I'm sure so many others. Oh yes, definitely to all the, all the women in our family. Um, you know, I would add my parents too would be my heroes, like everyone else. <laughs> um, but, you know, they... Um, my parents, along with my grandmother, have shown me a great deal of um, great deal of support, which um, I do mention in my chapter. <laughs> Hi, I'm Dr. Petrina, and I can't pick just one person for my hero. I have to pick seven people. I'm not going to list all seven people, but it speaks to my family. Um, my mother is one of six girls, and my grandmother and all my aunts and my mother, they're all still living. And my name itself means strong in character and spirit. It was a collective discussion amongst all the women in my family about what to name this baby because it just, them naming me strong in character and spirit just speaks to who they are as women. They're my heroes because for me, they always exemplified what true, genuine excellence in womanhood looks like from their work in the civil rights movement, what some of my family members have done, so also what they did in their day-to-day basis of raising their um, children and also working in their community through the church or whatever they could do. They're very much involved in community organizations, like for elections and things like that. And so they're women who are strong in character and spirit. And that's what womanhood looks like. And that's what I've always tried to model myself after. So I appreciate having that constant influence of really seven people to show me what that looks like. Because um, I have many a story about when I do things right and having to talk to each aunt and then my mother and then my grandmother, then also when I do things wrong and you have to get disciplined by seven people. So you can imagine that that was fun or not fun, but I appreciate their influence in my life. Yes. So I'm so excited here and um, talking about heroes. I have many too, so I'll go over it quickly. Um, I talked about my maternal grandfather in my chapter in the box. So when you get to read that, he was definitely a hero for me. But so was my grandmother, his wife. And um, she was the headmistress of a school. And she believed in women's education, even when it was not something 
that was encouraged in rural India at that time back then, many, many years ago. So she was a headmistress and a teacher. And so she really instilled in the whole family the value of education. And so my mother followed in her footsteps and became a teacher. And she's my hero too. The one thing that I learned from my mother is recycling because she was one of nine children. Yes, they had, she had nine siblings and everything was used till the end. And I used to laugh at her, mom, you can throw this away, but she would save and reuse and recycle, which is now something we all do. But at that time, I did not appreciate it at all. So my dad is my hero. He took me to his lab. I spent hours on looking under the microscope, doing things for him, helping him with his research. And I think all the research I learned helped me get into a good program for residency and everything I did in the future. So I'm really grateful to him. Without that opportunity, I would not be where I am. Um, then my, I have to say my mother-in-law, because even though she never got completed her college education, she did, in, she did teach me that having a good home and taking care of the home is just as important as working outside. And I really appreciate that lesson because life at home is just as important as the life we live outside as professional women. And so those are all my heroes. Thank you. I'm Kat Ogle. And um, I would say that in a lot of ways, my mother is also a hero for me. And I think that when I think about my hero, uh, or the people who have inspired me. I think there are the heroes in life and then there are the heroes in medicine. And so for my mom, I think the reason I consider her a hero is because she really instilled in me sort of a work ethic because she always worked incredibly hard to maintain our family and to keep our family in balance and uh, keep our heads above water. And she just is un... un unbelievably um, generous with her her love and her time and I think that that's such a beautiful thing um, for my medical hero or my medical role model uh, Dr. Yolanda Haywood is uh, a phenomenal mentor to me and guide and she is a pillar of strength and grace and brilliant and sharp-witted and an advocate for the underdog. And she's just absolutely incredible. And I kind of want to be her when I grow up. Well, I'm glad Katrina said that she has seven heroes because as I'm listening to everyone, I'm just getting more and more ideas in my head. And I, I don't know. So I'm going to have to, in general, list several people. Um, and I'll do kind of what Kat did too. I'll kind of talk about my medicine heroes and then my personal real life heroes. So I am Dr. Kimberly Brown, first of all. And um, so my personal heroes would be definitely my mother. Um, she was a single mother like some of these other lovely ladies had. Um, she raised me pretty much on her own. Um, and she, when I was younger, worked in the factories because I'm from Milwaukee, Wisconsin. So Midwest town, you know, General Motors. And one day she just kind of got tired of it. She's like, am I just going to just be working on an assembly line for the rest of my life? And so she had started college before I was born and stopped. And so she decided to go back to college and to get her degree and then got in communications. And I was nine years old when she got her degree in communications from Alverno College. And so um, Alverno, for those of you who aren't from Milwaukee or from the Midwest, if you've never heard of it, is a very small um, 
Catholic all women's college. And my mom wanted to celebrate her um, African-American heritage because she was one of few black women that was graduating in her class. And she asked her school if she could wear um, a kente cloth to do so. And they basically told her no after you know, searching around, nobody had apparently ever asked the college that before, but they set up an opportunity for my mom and one of her other classmates to come to create a ceremony um, called the bestowing of the kente. And that was for the women graduates to, um, African-American women graduates to celebrate their, their graduation, but also celebrate our traditional heritage as African-Americans and also just be, um, just, just celebrate the moment of being a woman of color. So a couple of weeks before she was about to graduate, she's trying to finish her final projects and papers, but somehow she created this beautiful ceremony that became a part of the school's legacy. Even 20 years down the road, um, they're still doing the bestowing of the kente. It doesn't look exactly the same that it did before, but still just the heritage and legacy that's there was super powerful to see. And so um, it inspired me to go to a historically black college and I talk about that in my chapter as well. Um, I can't also forget my grandparents. My grandfather, I never met, but my grandmother um, was in my life until I went to college. They moved from Crossed, Arkansas and Utica, Mississippi, all the way to Milwaukee and tried to just make a great life for themselves. They raised my mom and my uncle and my aunt and they started their own business and they just have the hustle that I think is, instowed, um, is bestowed on me now. Um, to kind of do things that are outside of the box just to survive and to grow and to build. So I have to um, shout out my grandparents and their legacy that they put for me. And also specifically my grandmother, who was the first one in our family to graduate from high school. My mother thereby became the first woman or first woman in the college or in our family, excuse me, to graduate from college. And then I'm the first doctor in our family. So um, and then as far as my medical heroes, I have to shout out Mark Brady, who I kind of reference in uh, my chapter of Women in White Coats, because after I got to residency, he was doing things that were so outside of the box to me in medicine. He um, made an amazing documentary about the history of emergency medicine and had his own film company and did so many different things. And he was the first one that really challenged me to think outside the box. And he continues to do amazing projects um, with the American College of Emergency Physicians and in his personal life. So he is my personal medical hero as well. So as you can see, even though you may see us as heroes, we admire so many other people that you may not ever hear their name, you may not ever know who they look like, but our goal is to embody all those gifts that they have deposited in us. And also our job through our book, The Chronicles of Women in White Coats too, is to also deposit all those things into you. So we hope that you um, pick up the book, that you purchase the book, that you share our stories with others who it, our hope is that it will also help. And we wanna thank you for taking time to take a listen to us as the Women in White Coats, authors of The Chronicles of Women in White Coats. Hi there, Women Docs. We hope you've been loving this podcast and feel uplifted at the end of each and every episode. If so, we would really appreciate it if you could give us a five-star rating and write us a positive review. 
Those reviews help us get the word out and help uplift and empower more women doctors. But you know what? We'd love to meet up with you in person. So head on over to womeninwhitecoats.com and sign up to become a member of our supportive tribe. When you do, you will be the first to hear about meetups in your area, as well as upcoming live events. You'll also get our latest blog articles and podcasts delivered straight to your inbox. And you'll be the first to find out about the next time we open up our virtual Doctors Lounge, an online membership community created just for women doctors, where each month we run masterclasses with guest experts and masterminds on topics relevant to women doctors. While you're on our website, womeninwhitecoats.com, order your copy of our number one best-selling book, The Chronicles of Women in White Coats. Oh, and be sure to follow us on social media too. On Instagram, you will find us at Women in White Coats blog. And on Facebook, you can find us at Women in White Coats. Can't wait to meet up soon.